0: Welcome to Reinforce You, your weekly destination for all things health and wellness. My name is Dennis Tallman, and I invite you to come along with me as I seek the answers to questions humans have been asking as long as we've been talking. What does it mean to have a purpose-filled life? What does it mean to achieve one's optimum health? Can we live a quality life while living a long and healthy one? If growing mentally, physically, and spiritually piques your interest, I invite you to come along as we seek these new ways of traveling on this journey called life. It is the goal of reinforce you to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the person you long to be. The information presented to you is to open the doors to new possibilities, but it is not a replacement for your healthcare providers. We will have open discussions covering mental, physical, and spiritual topics before making any decisions related to these and other topics discussed. Please talk with your healthcare provider. Now, to this week's show. Hello, and welcome to Reinforce You, your weekly destination for all things health and wellness. This is Dennis Tomlin, aka Coach D. I am incredibly excited about today's show. We're going to be introducing the hidden superpower techniques. Behind utilizing your character strengths. Today, we're also going to dive into some pretty serious health issues and health concerns that millions of people are faced with every day. So we're going to be discussing autoimmune disorders. According to Gene.com, we know that more than 23.5 million people, that's 23.5 million Americans, 7% of the U.S. population alone, are suffering with autoimmune diseases. Unfortunately, the prevalence is rising. It's it's becoming worse and worse. So today we're gonna have a conversation that's gonna deal with several autoimmune disorders. You may or may not be familiar with the term autoimmune or really kind of understand. It includes things such as rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus. These are just a, a few of the diseases that are facing so many of us today. It's one of the most common causes of death of all women under 65. And when you think about that, when you factor that in with all of the other causes of death, we're talking from accidents to cardiovascular to cancers. Autoimmune disorders are really what's running rampant, killing more women than anything else in those under 65. So we're going to dive in Some pretty serious conversations concerning autoimmune disorders along with other stress factors of home life and how to overcome. Please understand neither one of us are experts. We're not doctors. Whenever it comes to your own health decisions, please talk with your doctors, whether it be mentally or physically. You need to reach out to those. Don't rely on what we're telling you as being The end all to be all when it comes to making your own health decisions. This is to give you an idea of one person's journey and how they were able to um, understand what was going on with them and somehow through all of the stress and all of the health issues was able to truly flourish in life. So with, with all of that out of the way, let's dive in. Thought of a lot of ways that I could really introduce Leticia. Leticia's story, we're just going to let it unfold from the very beginning to where this incredible woman is at today. How she has turned her life from being undiagnosed to being a patient to now being a leading coach when it comes to helping adults. But, you know, her passion is really helping kids. A lot of that is from her own story. So, with no further ado, Leticia, welcome to today's Reinforce You podcast. Thank you so much for for taking part in this and being so forthcoming and and willing to share your story of triumph, because that's that's really what it is. So, welcome to today's show.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to be um, on your podcast. I'm excited to go on this journey with you today and and have a great conversation. So, what would you like me to? To kind
0: of. When I was researching this myself, I was kind of confused between hearing the word disorder and disease, and it, it almost depended on which source you were reading on. So, from your perspective, can you help shed a little light on? What is a disease, and how is it different than a disorder, and vice versa?
1: Um, well, it's it's quite interesting because I I always was confused about disease and disorder, and and the word disease is very scary to me. Like if you tell somebody you have a disease, they automatically think it's something very you know the worst and you're going to pass it over to them and it's contagious. And, um, and that's only because that's what I've been told from people when I first found out I had Hashimoto's disease and they're like, don't say disease, say disorder. It just sounds, it doesn't sound as bad. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, so I did a lot of research and, and, came to realize there's really no difference in between disease and disorder. A disorder is when the doctors are they don't exactly know exactly um what it is or how is it affecting your body. A disease is exactly what it is. It is they know what it is, they know how it affects your body, they know um the changes that's going to happen. They know they need you need to take this medicine in order for you to to get better. Um, or or not even or sometimes I don't even have medicine for that. But it's just a disorder is kind of like the beginning stages of not knowing. Um and that's what I've I've realized Hashimoto's went from a disorder and then it changed over into a disease because they figured out oh okay this does this does really affect so many people and it really affects your body in so many different ways and that's that's kind of my understanding of it. I I personally went to my endocrinologist and I asked him. I asked him this question. I was like, so why is this a disease? He goes, don't even worry about that name. Don't even worry about that. He goes, we're going to treat it exactly the same way. So get away from the name, get away from just the label of it and just focus on your recovery of it. And that's when I finally let go of just the name and just worried about me getting
0: better. Okay. All right. So that, whew. All right. That makes, that makes much more sense. So now that we've kind of understanding, um, some of the terminology that, that we'll be discussing. Now, you threw a big one out there. Hashimoto's. Okay. What is yes. Hashimoto's?
1: So Hashimoto's is a thyroid condition. Um, I... I have a very interesting case of Hashimoto's. I have a true Hashimoto's case where I did not have a thyroid condition prior to being diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. And that is my body is literally attacking my thyroid. It's thinking that it's a foreign object. So my body's like, kill, 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 which it doesn't realize it's actually, I need it to survive. <laughs> so um that's, that's Hashimoto's. Now, a lot of people will have thyroid conditions and they're basically their thyroid just it's just not doing well anymore. And so it just kind of starts depleting and depleting, and then your body finally starts attacking it. And then that turns into Hashimoto's disease, um, where mine was straight Hashimoto's disease and then turned into thyroiditis.
0: What sort of symptoms were you starting to see that started making you think, you know, there's something going on here?
1: So um that's a really long story. <laughs> if you're willing to to hear it, it goes back years and years and years ago. Um if that's okay if you want to go on that journey with me. Okay, um so when I was younger, I had um a very interesting as you can say dysfunctional childhood. Um I saw a lot of trauma, I saw a lot of a lot of dysfunction um growing up, I was in a divorced household, and where I thought one was worse than the other they they had their own boat they both yeah, let's just leave it at that. It was just not not always a hundred percent healthy so um, I grew up in that lifestyle, so there was constant stress on my body all the time, and um I had i b s as a child, no one knew of it, they just thought i'm mexican American so our families didn't believe in any of that kind of stuff. You know, we just kind of, oh, you just have a stomach ache. Just take this, take that, and you're fine. Um, so growing up, I had already an autoimmune, and no one even, no one even knew. Um, and then, then I turned 15, still had IBS, but as a teenager, I was like, I'm just gonna eat rice, and I lived a rice diet, and I was fine. Um, not healthy, but, but I was doing better. Um, and then I got sick and I, at 15, 15 and a half, 16, I got transverse myelitis. And, um, that is, I had a virus attack my spinal cord and I did not know of this. I did not know what was going on. My family didn't have any idea. My mom, you know, she knew something was happening, but didn't know what, what it was. And, and honestly, that's just being naive. You know, they didn't, they just didn't know. And, um, I started losing my mobility, I started losing my muscles, I started losing, um, I couldn't walk, I had to basically crawl everywhere, and then it got to the point where I couldn't even do that. Um, I finally got to a a doctor who gave me the proper diagnosis, um, and then my mom believed in a lot of holistical ways, and, um, this is my first, uh, encounter with something alternative than just the doctors, and they did, um, it's called raindrop therapy from essential oils. And they put drops of oil along my spine and it basically removed the toxins out of my spine. And, um, within, I want to say two or three days after that, I was able to get up and walk and, um, and go. So that was my 30 days of, of torture and not knowing and being scared. And I'm sure it was longer than 30 before, but the 30 was me, of me just not being mobile. Um, so I I got that and I was like, you know, I, I lived through that. Everything was fine. About two years later, I went to the doctor because I have ovarian cyst issues. And he told me I had severe, um, severe uh, endometriosis and I wasn't going to be able to have children. And again, I'm getting hit with all of these things that, you know, why is my body doing this? But, you know, nobody really knew what to do. No one put two and two together, you know. No one spoke about genetics and family histories and you know so me I'm just sitting there you know dealing with this and I'm a very spiritual person and I just kept having my faith and you know figuring things out and I just had this this sense of I'm gonna be okay um and then I had my first child which I guess they were wrong because I have four children (laughs) um I had my first child and after my my child I had um I had postpartum thyroidism. Again, a doctor did not notice or tell me that that's again an autoimmune condition. You don't just get postpartum thyroidism. It's, I had thyroid issues. I had Hashimoto's in my body. It was dormant and having my child. It basically woke it up and then it went away. So, um, the doctor, an endocrinologist, didn't mention to me that it was going to come back eventually because I had an autoimmune condition. And then we go back. I have two more children after that. And after my third child is when that's when I noticed something was wrong. That's when I, um, at that time I, I was 27. So I was quite young at that age. Um, and I felt like I was going through hormonal issues. I was like, I think I'm going through a uh, menopause or something is happening. And the doctor's gave me um, birth control and this, which opted me having severe depression because they didn't ask me if I had postpartum depression. So it was just one thing after another, after another. And I, um, I fought, I fought with the doctors to take me off of everything, to remove everything. And then I started feeling better about two years after that. Um, I just went downhill. I was in severe pain. I Not even two years. It was probably only about a year after that. I was in severe pain. I couldn't, my life at 27 years old, I felt like I was 60. I, I, my body was just, it just wasn't healthy. I don't, I, that's the best way I can describe it is I just didn't feel like, um, myself. I didn't feel like I can, move i was i I did everything but i was in pain constant pain i felt my spine which is i believe because of my transverse myelitis i can still feel a lot of my of my body i'm very in tuned with it um so i just i kept going to different doctors and they would tell me no everything you're fine you're fine it was fibromyalgia was one another doctor told me i had psychosis and i i'm like i'm not making this up i i am sick something is wrong with me Um, it took six years, actually. It took me having another child, my fourth, um, at 33. So right, no, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, Yeah, 36 years, (laughs) six years. And, um, it made me realize that I, um, something is like something was severe. I had high blood pressure, never had high blood pressure in my life with that pregnancy. I, I almost died during that pregnancy, that delivery I had, um, Blood clots, I had preeclampsia, I had, you name it, it was there. I was on bed rest. Um, after my son was born, I got better. And I was like, S- okay, I have an autoimmune condition. There's something going on here and no one is hearing me. And I, um, I tell my son he saved my life because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have known severely how what was wrong with me um so he'll remind me that all the time he'd be like remember i saved your life when he gets in trouble remember i saved your life <laughs> um and then i finally found a doctor who was not my normal doctor it was another doctor who says you know what i think you have ms i was like okay as long as i have a diagnosis i have a diagnosis and we'll go from there um i went to the neurologist and he's like you don't have he laughed at me almost like chuckled you don't have ms what's wrong with these doctors he goes they need to check this one this one lab. That's it. I was like, okay. He's like, make them check this for you. Because they've never checked it over these years of you complaining. They've checked my thyroid. They checked my sugars, everything, you name it. And everything always came back normal. And he goes, they need to check this one. I was like, okay. So I went to the doctor. I says, my doctor said, you need to check this. He's, I don't have MS. And he's like, okay. So they checked it and I had I had Hashimoto's and they're like this explains everything And I'm like I'm not I wasn't going crazy I knew something was wrong with me I knew and I had that fight. I that, that perseverance. I knew I needed to fight for my kids. My kids were the reason why I wasn't gonna leave them. I wasn't gonna be that mom that just laid in the bed all day long and, and couldn't have fun and enjoy myself and, and even with my husband. I wanted to grow old and, and enjoy life and um I didn't want to be on pain medication. I didn't wanna be on all those things that would you know, I wanted to find the root of the problem. And, uh, and we did. And it was, I had very bad Hashimoto's, like they were surprised. I'm like, yeah. So, um, again, then I had to fight for finding the right doctors. And, um, I finally found an amazing doctor who helped me understand a little bit more about my disease. And he's the one who said, stop calling it a disease. It's just this, and it is what it is. And, um, he came and helped me and I had low vitamin D and he really taught me about the whole, um, how important vitamins are and how important these things are. Even though they're in normal ranges, it matters how your body feels. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I found out about my Hashimoto's. It was a very long, long journey and, and what I went through and, um, and through all of that, I, I was doing things that I didn't realize were functional medicine aspects of life. I was looking for alternatives. I was looking to heal my body from the inside. I didn't want to mask it. And, um, yeah, that was kind of a little bit shorter than what the actual (laughs) story is, but I hope that kind of gives an idea of what, of what I went through and, and how I found out and got to that point.
0: Wow. That's a lot to take in. It is. I'd like to, to go back a little bit to, what it was what it had to be like as a 15 and 16 year old already in a difficult uh time in your life when you already have different hormones you know raging and peer pressure and all of these things of just being a normal teenager and yet you're thrown into this world of health issues how were you able to to face those and to to be able to cope with what was going on with you mentally and physically with peer pressure and wanting to be part of the group. What advice can you give uh, maybe some young people today that are also going through similar situations?
1: That's a really good question. I um, I'm a very... I look at life a little differently. <laughs> As I was a, a, a young child, I, like I mentioned, I have that, the sense of my spirituality. Um, I wasn't raised in religion. I wasn't raised in a church. I wasn't any of that. So I, I don't know where my spirituality came from. I don't know where my, my drive, my hope. I can say it was seeing family members, um, and maybe seeing the women in my family push through so much that they, in life, um, but for, for me, when I, I almost, I almost didn't care if that, if that makes sense. I I almost, a part of me just, it didn't matter at that moment of being in the in crowd and worrying about um what everyone thought about what was going on. I, I knew I was in a situation where I had to focus on my survival and living and it really didn't matter what anyone else was doing. Um, now when I went back to school after everything, everybody had their own interpretations of why I was gone and it was the, the, you know, what really happened to her and where was she? <laughs> and the rumors started going. Um, but I, like I tell my kids cause my kids deal with, um, autoimmune conditions and I tell them, I'm like, you know what? This is something you're going to have to live with the rest of your life. And this is your journey. This is your path. And finding some support from people around you, family, non-family, um, is very important to, to recognize and accept you for you, because that's not going to change. And, and moving forward and finding people that accept you for your conditions, for, for who you are, because your conditions don't define you, but that is also a part of you. So, um, and that was kind of what I, what I realized when I was younger. I was like, if people can accept me for me, and I I had my hope and and if I only had one friend and I only had one friend that accepted me. And that's that's what I share with my kids. That's what um that's what I kind of always lived by.
0: I don't know if you're finding Leticia as fascinating as I did during our interview, but what an incredible woman. She has persevered through so much and still such a wonderful aspect on life. Um her strengths of perseverance and courage, um, bravery, creativity, all of it. Be sure to tune in next week when we start talking more about spirituality and some of the things that's really helped her and to be able to give so much of herself to so many others. But I wanted to to take a break away from the interview and use this opportunity as an opportunity to really introduce what our character strengths because, as she alluded to, that's really what has helped her Um, She didn't know it at the time, but it's really helped her keep her eye on the prize. And that's the big picture of, you know, yes, it's a little challenging today, but it's going to be better tomorrow. And to really help her keep that perspective in life. So let's do a short history of what character strengths are and how they came to existence. We go back to the 80s. Martin Seligman was the then president of the American Psychological Association. He gave his famous speech and turned out to be his first speech when he challenged the psychological world to stop looking for something to cure. Let's look to help people flourish and find happiness in life. That challenge would launch what's become known as the modern positive psychology movement. Then later in the 2000s, led by Seligman and Christopher Peterson, they discovered 24 commonalities, 24 unique characteristics or values that people who self-describe themselves as being happy, had consistently. They would label these qualities as, we guessed it, character strengths. The VIA Institute defines character strengths as the positive parts of your personality that help impact how you think, feel, and behave. These character strengths form the basis of positive psychology. This field seeks to identify and research what makes life worth living. Character strengths are character traits that make people feel good when using them. When used, character character strengths give us the innate ability to see beauty in everyday life. Have that persistence or perseverance. The love of learning just for the sake of learning and incredible amounts of creativity. The first step you can do to find yourself on this journey for fulfilling life is start practicing self-awareness. This means understanding yourself better and better by understanding who you are. The Character Strength Assessment Tool at V Institute on Character is the most effective and, well, straightforward way to explore your character strengths. And it kind of racks and stacks and helps you understand how you value each one. The Character Strength Assessment will help you understand who you are what motivates you and what drives you. This knowledge can teach you how to unleash an untapped superpower into your everyday life. Scientists with the VIA Institute have found that people can improve their sense of well-being by understanding their character strengths, understanding what makes them tick, by finding a way to utilize those skills, those characteristics, they can learn the skills necessary to be happy. By exploring each of the 24 strengths, they're diving under the hood. They're really finding out what's inside and what makes them tick. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to take the VIA Character Survey. I'm not even going to try to give you the URL. Just check the show notes down below. On their site, you'll find two possible surveys. The original survey would later be modified to make it much more fitting for a younger audience. So be sure to take the age appropriate one. Both of them are free. They don't want anything from you. Now you can buy all kind of additional reports, but you're going to get a report that's going to help rack and stack the 24. Each and every day use one of those strengths in a new way. Throughout the next few episodes, we'll look at each category and the strengths found in each. The values are categorized in the following six broad areas taken from a very well-mined website. Quote, These six virtues include wisdom, courage, humanity, justice, temperance, and transcendence. End quote. Throughout the next few episodes, we're going to look at each category and the strengths found in them. At the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, where me and Leticia both are candidates to graduate soon, we'll spend a lot of time learning had a strength spot while listening to our clients. Research has shown, and my personal experience with clients has validated their findings, not that they needed my validation by no means. Their findings on character strength usage to improve one's sense of flourishing, helping someone recognize their strengths as being more than just a part of them, but a valuable part of their makeup and utilizing those specific characteristics well they can help us improve their quality of life so let's begin by exploring the category of wisdom and each strength or virtue found in it wisdom wisdom is the ability to perceive what is true think clearly about it and us respond appropriately it's knowing what matters in a given situation and being well, able to apply it. It is the ability of an individual to solve complex problems with foresight, ingenuity, and, well, something a lot of people are short of, common sense. Wisdom's character strengths include creativity, curiosity, love of learning, and wisdom about people. So, let's take a little, di- little deeper dive into each one. Creativity is defined as Ability to be able to generate and combine novel ideas in new and importantly valuable ways, not just new ways. You know, what's the sake of doing something cool if it's worthless? It goes in the trash heap in the back. And there's curiosity. Curiosity is a strength that manifests itself into the willingness to repeatedly seek answers or solutions. You ever heard, curiosity got the cat? Love of learning. That's when we learn, understand, and are able to remember. So we're really not just memorizing something, but we're really appreciating the fact of learning something new. And Then wisdom about people. You might recall Bill Clinton. I know some of you just see him as an old fuddy-duddy these days. But President Clinton is incredibly He is able to read a crowd like nobody's business. Now, I'm not saying anything on his politics, but he has that innate ability to be able, well, to read people and have social intelligence. So how can we use a growth mindset and utilize the character strengths found under wisdom? First, it's essential to understand that character strengths are patterns of thought or behavior. They are not character traits. Traits are permanent character qualities, while character strengths express character qualities you can choose to use. This means character strengths may be situational and depend on the context of a situation. It also means that they can fluctuate over the course of one's life. As we age, mature, or have a life-altering event take place, it can cause how and why we use particular strengths during times in our lives For example, having as many different types of experiences can greatly influence which powers we draw upon. So opportunity can be a driving force and affect which of the 24 we use in our daily lives. By building upon top strengths, flexing those top 5, you can become an unstoppable force. Using these critical strengths in various aspects of one's life can give you a sense of pride, accomplishment and meaning. They can also rise and bring those around them up. So when we use that top five, those below it are going to rise as well because all of us is learning to flourish, not just the top five. So when we combine one's passion with this innate characteristic built over the course of one's life, it's easy to see why we have a sense of well-being and happiness. So you might look at the VIA survey as a snapshot during any specific period. Since studying positive psychology, I've taken the survey numerous times. Although my top ten has remained pretty consistent, the order of those top ten does fluctuate depending on other factors going on in my life. After two years of school, launching a new business, and some health issues, well, it did rise and lower the importance of perseverance, love of learning, and even hope. So just keep in mind that these character strengths will help develop as you change or evolve in life. Look at the survey as a starting point in your road to flourishing, not the ending point. Next week, we'll look at the virtues found under humanity. Humanity character strengths are character strengths that manifest themselves when we treat others with compassion, generosity, gentleness, and respect. These character traits can empower us to connect with others in meaningful ways while leading us to be generous, kind, and loving individuals. The Character Strengths Framework, founded by the VIA Institute, it helps individuals find out what their character strengths are, how to use them, and to really flourish and improve their sense of well-being. So I encourage you, over the course of the next week, if you haven't done so already, Go out and take the VIA survey. Find out what your top ones are. Don't worry about down below. Focus on your top five. Start learning how to flourish and enjoying life. Find a way to make the most of those top five. And let's see let's see how you do. That's a test. That's a challenge. Are you up for the challenge? Are you ready to become more powerful than ever and find a way to flourish? I think you are. That's all for this week's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a blessed week and learn life is not always easy, but it is so worth living. Take care. God bless. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Reinforce You podcast. Remember, all the information presented today is just for information purposes only. It's never to replace your healthcare provider. I hope you've enjoyed. Maybe something we've said has helped make you look at things a little differently. I hope you'll find some reason to smile, something to bring joy to your heart this week. Remember, life is not always easy, but it can sure be worth living.